0: Today on City Cash Chicago, construction at the migrant camp in Brighton Park stops, starts, and stops again. We got a Chris Kendall market mug showdown, and can you pass a constitution test for Illinois eighth graders? Executive producer Simone Ali says, here with me to talk about it all. It's Tuesday, December 5th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is What Chicago's Talking About. morning, Simone. How you feeling?
1: I'm okay. How are you, Jacoby?
0: I'm doing well. We starting off with a story that kind of, uh, you know, took up a little bit of my weekend in terms of the news that I was paying attention to. And it was coming right out of Brighton Park. Uh, well, Late Friday, Mayor Brandon Johnson dropped the environmental assessment that people had been waiting all week to read. And uh, let's just say it didn't go over smooth. Early Monday, Governor Pritzker's office uh, put a temporary stop to the construction on the temporary migrant encampment at Brighton Park as he awaits word from the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency. So basically, the assessment came down so late Friday that neither the state got it, all the people didn't get it, the media didn't get it. And, and now Pritzker uh, is putting a pause on things. Simone, I mean, we didn't, we've we been talking about this for weeks. The, like we we understand, right? There There is a need quickly to house people who are arriving to chicago by the the thousands now the tens of thousands uh but can you kind of break down how late friday went
1: yeah so there's a couple things going on here in addition to the fact that um you know it wasn't until like 8 p.m on friday that publications were able to kind of get a hold of this and start putting out stories about what was in this assessment uh they had to do that via a Freedom of Information Act request. So it wasn't something...
0: It just wasn't handed over to them.
1: <laughs> despite the fact that, you know, the media and neighbors, et cetera, had been calling for this, asking for this report. There were lots of concerns. There is even a lawsuit um, by some neighbors, uh, you know, basically ass- like asserting that there are environmental concerns with this site, that there's uh, concerns about contamination, Um And so everybody and the city had sort of been saying, we're doing an assessment, we're doing an assessment, we're doing an assessment. Uh, That was also why it was confusing last week when construction did start on the camp slash it wasn't starting slash it was starting, uh, as you talked about. They got whole
0: infrastructure up now. You see the pictures. I mean, like the base of these tents are up like that sort of metal um, rotting you need. Things are moving quickly.
1: And part of the confusion was, well, I thought you weren't going to start this, con- this construction until this environmental assessment came out. So just the whole kind of presentation of it was confusing and felt, you know, it, it feels very much like, what are you trying to get away with? What are you trying to hide? What is going on here? Sure enough, that assessment does say that there is, there are some issues at this site. Mercury contamination also, uh, arsenic lead manganese levels, which are all chemicals that you don't want around, like, Uh you know, unsafe for residential uh, areas. A couple of other chemicals, like uh, one chemical that like you find in PVC piping that is has a ridiculous Uh name that I'm not going to try to pronounce here. Um, You know, uh, and basically the city said initially uh, that, you know, yes, we found this stuff here, but we're removing the soil where the contamination is happening. We're, you know, in the process of that, or have already done some of that, and mm-hmm. also we're putting down this stone barrier, this layer of stone that will be inspected and maintained over the life cycle of this encampment that will, uh, you know, mitigate uh, any issues of contamination. But come Monday morning, Governor Pritzker's office is like, okay. That's cool that you say that, but also we kind of need to take a look here because the state's environmental agency hasn't totally seen this report yet. The city also said, you know, we basically did the analysis based on e- the Illinois EPA's, you know, standards and based on our analysis of that, we think they comport but it, it's Pritzker's kind of come out and said, the Pritzker administration has come out and said, like, well, we want to take a look anyway. And so uh, as of Monday afternoon, construction was uh, continued to be to be paused uh, pending that that further analysis.
0: Dude, this, this don't look good. This, this this don't look good. From me. I mean, he came out last week and was just like, "Hey, people have the information they need. All their people are up to date on this. We we will give you, you know, this report as soon as it is available." The, the Friday news dump, right? This, this is something that a few years ago, I, I had no idea. Like, if you would have said that to me, I, w- I wouldn't have known what that meant. But over the last couple of years, I've come to realize that, you know, people, the mayor's office in particular, likes to drop these these stories at the end of Friday, hoping that people go into the weekend. But dropping an 800-page environmental assessment or being forced to drop an 800-page environmental assessment via FOIA while positioning yourself as the person that's, you know, getting funding to bring back the Department of Environment, they don't seem to work hand to hand with one another. And, you know, obviously this, this, you know, this site has major pushback from the local alder person as we broke down with Madison and Melody on our episode on Friday, major pushback from the neighborhood. And we know that you know, sites like the one at 38th in California with a history of manufacturing, being a, an old train rail yard, was gonna have some level of contaminant. But it seems like the mayor wanted to be able to say, Hey, we we've already removed it when dropping the report versus dropping it ahead of time where you still have to be like, oh, we're in the process, but it, it it just doesn't look good, and now it seems with the governor shutting things down on Monday that you know some reporters are saying this might be a, another example of maybe some underlying tension between the governor and the mayor, which you know it, 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 people are starting to question. Right? We we we're, we're at the end of 2023. What is that working relationship? Uh, and and this one don't necessarily look like a good sign,
1: especially when it comes to this encampment in particular right and and sort of the the uh sort of how the city has been dealing with the influx of migrants at large i think this this whole idea of a winterized base camp right was sort of be- first sort of in the public eye when the johnson administration uh kind of said this was going to be the plan you know this fall um but there is some reporting that indicates that it was actually Pritzker's administration that kind of first floated the idea before Johnson was even elected. It was earlier in the spring. Um, So, number one, you just have this whole idea of the camp in general. Then you get into the sort of back and forth over funding. You know, is the state going to pony up more money? Johnson, you know, suggesting kind of lowballing a figure for migrant services in his budget in hopes of getting the feds and the state to pony up. The state saying, look, we're already giving you money. And then when Pritzker announced even more money, kind of you know taking a shot at johnson and saying like the city has failed to act swiftly enough uh that is not a direct quote but a but a paraphrase right sort of not acting quickly enough and therefore we have to kind of come in and clean things up uh and yeah it, it it's hard to tell it's hard to tell how much you know credence or like how important is that in sort of the grand scheme of are we solving the problems that are facing chicago right now mm-hmm. but As you say it just doesn't look good like that's the big conclusion i feel like of all of this like it just doesn't look good it doesn't feel good and it certainly doesn't feel like the people who are leading us are on the same page about what is happening at this particular site and with this particular um tactic in in addressing this crisis
0: your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way. So stay tuned for their old town location. Right now on our website, chicago.citycast.fm, you can find our latest bracket. Uh, If you've been listening to CityCast Chicago or you've been reading Hey Chicago for, for any bit of time, you know, And we love a good bracket, uh, whether it's our own or somebody across the city is doing one. And right now we got a showdown going on between Chris Kendall Market Mugs. Right. So the Chris Kindle market is currently taking place across multiple la- locations of Chicagoland, namely downtown and in Wrigleyville. Uh, but as I understand, the the mug is sort of a, a, a special part of the event. Uh, Small, kind of put me on to this because I, I'm just becoming familiar with the market in the last couple of years. But this mug showdown is really new to me. I, I'd, I'd never seen all of these pictures before.
1: Right. So the Chris Kindle Market, a beloved holiday tradition in Chicago. I have mugs from uh, every year I've been here so far, except this year. I do plan to get get it, though. I've already got I have a date set and everything like it's going to happen.
0: I honestly didn't know that. Uh,
1: every year that I've lived here. And so Chris Kindle Market also ha- has been going has been going since 1996. And every year there is a commemorative mug that if you order, um, you know, some some hot uh, some hot wine or something else you can get a commemorative mug and they're very, very cute and they have a different design every single year. And so, uh, you know, this is a German style Christmas market sort of pulling from uh, German traditions of the Christkind, who is like, you know, who is the the angel, who brings the gifts to all the children. You see her depicted on some of the mugs uh, that we featured. And basically what we did, we could not do all of the mugs, you know, from 1996 to 2023. That's too many mugs. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't <laughs> going to happen. So we narrowed it down to eight. And we are asking readers and listeners to vote uh, on a few matchups to see which mug is the best mm. mug. And um, I personally have very strong opinions.
0: You got the red mm-hmm. mug, Face Off. Uh, you got the tall mug, Tangle. Uh, you got the mm-hmm. Blue Mug Battle, the Blue Boot Shaped Mug boots. Battle. Yeah. And then you got the old versus the new with the most recent uh, and the oldest one. Let me, let me ask you this real quick before we jump into your opinions, because you have a couple of them. You, you wonder about the quality of it. Like, are these good mugs? Have you been using them?
1: I use them all the time. Um, I use okay. them for coffee. I use them for tea. They are um, they're on the small side. Right. Uh, they are. Okay. Uh, not it's not like a huge 16 ounce mug. Right. But uh, it like I literally have one on my coffee table right now because I had tea last night and I had it out of that mug. Uh, so <laughs> they are very usable and user friendly. And I like them. I will say, though, that does work into my opinions. I have that. Like- OK,
0: I'm like, who who's your number <laughs> one C here and, and why? I, I imagine we'll get to your mug breakdown, what's important to you and who you think is your leader.
1: I think 2023 is um the best one yet. I for me oh. it's all about mug shape. I am mm-hmm. I want a short fat mug that I can like wrap my hands around and make keep my hands warm and <laughs> i love how curvy it is i love right she like i don't know she's 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 thick mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i love it i i think that's uh <laughs> i think that's like what i want to be drinking out of in the morning <laughs> um and i have i have she I think have is not what
0: i expected when <laughs> we started talking mugs earlier but that's a great description of the 2023 mug <laughs>
1: I, the I, I you know, and so I have. So, for example, the one from 2021, which is not part of this, uh mm-hmm. this one, um and I think it's the one from 2013 are both kind of tall and skinny. And we did have someone on Instagram okay. who commented that like the tall skinny ones keep your drink warmer for longer.
0: But I see that I, I see that
1: I don't like them because they're harder to clean. Like I can't get my hand in there and the fat ones are easier to clean. So that's I, 2023 is my my number one seed. What about you?
0: For me, something about the novelty of a boot mug is is, is jumping out to me. I, I twenty twenty three probably has my favorite, like color and art on it. it can you describe like,
1: it actually, Sophie? We we can get a sense of it.
0: Yeah. So the 2023 mug is like you said, I mean, you, you did a really solid job, but it's uh, kind of a short, fat mug. It's got it looks like people at the market. There's like a Christmas mm-hmm. tree on it. There's like some snowfall there, are like some uh, so if you've ever been some of the, the little market stables uh, that you could walk up to. There are like people gather together uh, and then I can't see around it, but I'm pretty sure that's a Chicago skyline. Uh, in the background Uh, and a few of them have that have like some some uh some chicago skyline some buildings got people outside of the market Uh, so it's really cool but 2023's picture um i think looks the smoothest to me
1: i wonder if the boots are going to end up because i know a couple people who are they're 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 very pro boot they are like Mm -hmm. the the boot is that if you're gonna get If I'm going to get a novelty Christmas mug from a German market, it should be a boot. Like, they're very particular about it. Uh,
0: But from your point, the cleaning...
1: I think it's way
0: harder Yeah, of a boot mug I, would make me so anxious to that point. I, I am also leaning towards the 2023 hit. and maybe I think I feel like some people would definitely be on the other side of that. Like I want it more cartoony. I don't want it so artistic. Um, I wanted a little bit more colorful and um, like a little more novel. But yeah, that 2023 is kind of classic. I'm not gonna lie. That was that kind of I, I think it's real smooth.
1: Well, we'll be running this for the next few weeks. Um, so make sure you subscribe to the Hey Chicago newsletter. You can do that at Chicago.CityCast.fm. That's also where you can find this form and vote uh, in this first round. Um, and then we'll run the second round uh, starting Friday and so on and so forth until, uh, you know, it's almost it's almost Christmas.
0: And let us know what your favorite mug is, not only by way of participating in the Hey Chicago poll, but also, you know, 773 246 We'd love to hear your breakdown of why you love a mug as well. So leave us a voicemail, your name, your neighborhood. And after you finish, you know, going through the bracket, let us know why you picked a favorite. What what are some of your sort of mug criteria uh, like Simone and myself? Man, I had some flashback this week because uh, the Chicago public media put out this Illinois Constitution test. It was making me think about that show. Uh, Are you smarter than the fifth grader? I mean, I watched some of them episodes and sometimes I left like, I, I don't know. Uh, but this one this this Constitution test is for eighth graders. They put out a 15 question quiz and, uh, you know, Simone and I took it. Simone, how you do?
1: I I passed. Um, I to be fair, I did not go to school in Illinois. I was never an eighth grader in Illinois. No, that um, makes sense. So I got a twelve out of fifteen. So I I did okay. I did all right. It's a solid B, I believe.
0: I remember getting ready. Yeah, I remember getting ready for the Constitution test. I want to say it was around like I feel like we did it in seventh grade, and they had to do it in high school as well. Um, and I f- I feel I felt better prepared by my seventh grade teacher than I did mm. uh, by my high school teacher. Um, but I took it, I got a little 14 out of 15, you know, n- nothing too big, nothing too big. I wonder if they're doing this right now uh, because uh, do you know the day Illinois was founded? It's one of the the questions on the quiz.
1: It doesn't have the day, but I do know what day Illinois was founded. It was founded on Mm -hmm. December 3rd, which was this Sunday. Um, So, you know, it's a good time to think about our nation's history. But one of the questions I did get wrong, uh, the very, so it's a true false quiz. And the very first question is Illinois became a state in 1848 and was the 21st state. I knew it was the 21st state. But I totally blanked on the year, and so I said that was true. That's extremely false, and I should know it was false because (laughs) uh, 1818, the year that Illinois was actually, uh, actually became a state, is on our flag. Um, And we did a whole episode about (laughs) our flag, and I spent a lot of time looking at it, and I spent a lot of time learning that fact. And so I really should have known it, uh, but I did not. In
0: 1848, Illinois got its second constitution.
1: Oh, so it's like, okay. I like that, though. It's like a sneaky question. I'm into Mm -hmm. that.
0: The one I got wrong was number eight. Your state legislator has the same lawmaking scope as the U.S. Congress. Uh, And I said, true. And the answer is false. Yeah. And so state legislators and Congress do not have the same lawmaking scope. For example, only Congress can declare war and federal laws apply to the entire country. while state law only applies in the state in which it is passed. See, I just thought they meant lawmaking scopes as in terms of makes laws. Like, I just thought they meant in terms of what they do. I didn't know they actually meant like like, how big those powers get. Because when I saw declare war, I was like, oh, gee, I didn't know you meant it like that.
1: Yeah, that's a tricky question. Lawmaking scope, uh, scope is doing a lot of work in that, uh, in that mm-hmm. question. Um, and it's worth noting to you, like, so yeah, this quiz includes questions about Illinois history and the Illinois constitution and Illinois uh, laws, but also the U.S. constitution um, and U.S. laws. Uh, the other, the other one I got wrong is, um, again, true, false. The biggest item in state spending is for highways. Um, I said that was true mostly because I thought it was a weird question to ask if it wasn't true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I just, that was my totally my mind. I was like, "Why would you I like say that test if it wasn't true?" It. <laughs> um,
0: it's it's fun. I feel what like I feel like a big in highway just kind of gets because you just think about how many. High, yeah. I feel like it, it like throws you off from like a maintenance perspective. It but they really said, does. Uh, mm-hmm, the largest expenditures are what.
1: Uh, education human services and healthcare um which i again i have done enough reporting on the budget that i really should know <laughs> that like that's very embarrassing that i, I got that wrong always never
0: comes up but
1: <laughs> i it just it totally it hit my brain a certain way and uh yeah i uh
0: what's the original 13 colonies, small
1: <laughs> that one i also got that one wrong it, so the so the so the, the question was I feel like the ones I got wrong are the most embarrassing. Uh, the original 13 colonies included Kentucky. True or false? I said true because once again, I was like, that could be one of those sneaky ones. Because I I actually have a distinct memory of being quiz on this as like a seventh grader or whatever, taking U.S. history. And also not remembering the 13 colonies then. Like, it's just one of those things I'm never going to remember. I grew up on the West Coast. It like... It doesn't matter to me. Like, I just I'm never going to remember it. I I, I would be curious to hear how other folks do uh, on this quiz. I suspect I suspect better than I did, because, again, I feel like I got the most embarrassing, embarrassing questions wrong. I really did
0: let's just drop it in the shy team in Chicago slacks and see see how our colleagues do. And then if y'all want to let us know how y'all did, I felt like I just gave y'all the number a little bit ago. So hopefully you saved it. But I'll give it to you one more time because, you know, I got you. 773-780-0246. Name, neighborhood, favorite Chris Kendall market mug. And then, you know, what you got on your Illinois Constitution test? This one.
1: Also, we just gave them a bunch of answers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, g- gave them a couple gimmies.
1: You know, you should you should do pretty well. You got to leg up,
0: Simone. I appreciate you going through your bracket contenders, uh, talking through some more Brighton Park confusion, and sharing your embarrassing Illinois Constitution misses because the Kentucky one is just that made me laugh.
1: <laughs> I that's that's my West Coast bias showing through. I'm telling you. Thanks, Jacoby. <laughs>
0: Before I let you go, some good news. One more week is left in the Love and Nappiness Hair Care Drive. They've got six drop-off locations around the city and are looking for not only hair care products, but also body and face soaps, toothbrushes, and more. To get a link, check our show notes or visit our website, chicago.citycast.fm. Our newsletter editor, Sydney Madden, recently spoke with the drive's founder, Matt Muse. As always, we appreciate you for listening and reading. We're going to be back bright and early tomorrow morning. Hopefully you'll join us. Peace.